Thank you for listening to this podcast. The Ville Church provides all its resources for free. If you have been blessed by this ministry, please consider giving financially. For more information on how to give and other resources, please visit www.theville.church. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Pastor Jay from The Ville Church. Thank you for tuning into our service this morning. Um, we are on the corner of 28th and and um, Pearl Street and we come out here at the end of the month each month and we pray we walk around the neighborhood we pray for the businesses we pray for Jackson High School we pray for Second Mile Ministries we pray for people in their homes that we don't even know um, as a part of what we feel missionally called to love on this community Father Lord and also make friends and just get to know people and stuff so um, we're out here doing that but we're doing something a little bit different this week because if you're tuning in right now then you're looking at me online or whatever and you came to hear a sermon and I'm going to give you a word but it's a little bit different for us this morning and um, and this is why it's going to be a little bit different right so we've been talking about all week about how grievous it's been in our country with so much division so much strife um, we've seen the reaction to number one the unjust killing of Breonna Taylor but also the verdict or whatever what is just not justice delivered and as a pastor even for a lot of people in my church I've watched them online grieving and then also having to be challenged and and get into different debates with people or whatever and it's just like you know I, we, we kind of came to the conclusion like where where can people have a safe space to actually grieve and lament and go through their pain um, and not have to fight over it right because it feels like those places are harder to find more and more today right and so i think it's important for the church to be a safe place for people to grieve and the people of god to be able to come together and say what they need to say so what i want to tell you about today is about lamenting and what lamenting looks like and i'm just gonna we're gonna be doing it as a church once we cut off this broadcast but i'm gonna encourage you to do it in your home but i'm gonna tell you a little bit about it but there's some things i want to talk to you about first right so the scripture i want to read to you it's matthew 22 37 and it's a scripture you've heard before, but it, it talks to us about love. Because I think when we look at the strife and we look at the division in the country, love is a very, very big deal. It's a very big part of the conversation. It's what's actually missing in the conversation. People have variations of hatred that they've actually called love, but they're not God's love. And so let me read this scripture to you. Scripture, scripture says in verse uh, 37, it says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, right? It says this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Let me explain. Let me break this down to you. This first part when it says love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. It's this thing, the reason why it's so important and so important to the second half that says love your neighbor as yourself is because the scripture doesn't assume that we actually know what love is, right? I know some people that are in gangs and they call the love that they share in their gang real love. I've seen people who are in relationships where they're being physically abused and they go, I hit you because I loved you. We all know that's actually not love, right? We know that's not true love, but people will author their version of love. And so God makes the balance and the understanding and the, the epitome of what love is his. He has, he has the full copyright on it, right? He has the trademark on it, right? He is the author of love. 
and he signed it with the blood of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is love for us. When we look at the work of Jesus Christ, the, the, the birth, the death, the resurrection, the fact that he actually comes to save sinners, people, me and you, people, all of us down here who are followers of Jesus, but were once enemies of God, enemies. We serve a God who actually goes and saves his enemies. He actually says, love your enemies. So I don't know about you, that's just not something that's inherent to me that I would actually go and love somebody who's actually at war with me. So I, I can come to the conclusion that my version of love is rather pitiful and wretched in comparison to what God considers love. But he makes this exclamation point about love through Jesus on the cross, receiving the wrath that, was, that belonged to me and you for our sins but he puts it on his own son, and then he gives us the perfect resume of being clean when we have faith and when we, when we decide to follow Jesus. So his love is the most extreme of all cases. And so when he says in this, love God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, he, he, he does this thing where we have to stretch to believe or whatever, right? We're just working to believe because it's not in our nature to just believe. It's a gift he gives to us through Jesus, faith to actually believe that God is bigger, he is the creator of all things, and that he orders our steps, right? And so by knowing this love and understanding what Jesus has done, we now have an inkling of love, what love truly actually is, right? We now have an inkling. And then in this next part, he says, and love your neighbor as yourself says love your neighbor as yourself Jonathan spin around real quick because I want to make sure I'm talking to your crowd to the crowd here too he says in verse 39 of Matthew 22 he says and the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself so what he's actually telling us in the scripture is for us to actually do this process and this methodology of actually exchanging places with people in their circumstance right to be able to digest what they go through right so i want anybody who's watching right now and everybody that's standing here i want for one moment for you to take so what we know about brianna tell is that she was sleeping in her bed and she was killed right we know that she was killed that you know there, there, there's a whole bunch of details or whatever i feel it's unjust you may have a different opinion but right now it doesn't matter because the point i want to make is this right here i don't care what you think the story or the narrative is or who you think was wrong or who you think was right because overtly somebody sleeping in their bed does not deserve to die right that's that's not just and that's not right ever right so that that's that but concerning because we're here today because all the arm wrestling that people have had trying to grieve something that is a recurring instance that happens all the time, right? Where people of color are being brutalized in America and they're trying to have their voice heard and it keeps getting just swallowed up and people not caring. I was sitting with one of my friends last night, just last night, just got a job offer retracted and, and, and he's older, and it, was, and it was one of the best jobs he's being offered. He could, I, could, I could possibly retire through this or whatever. And it got pulled away because of something that he was accused of doing in 1980 that he never did. When he went to court for it, the judge said, this is actually a lie. It was a heinous crime, and it was something that the police officers put on him out of spite, but he had to pay the price. 
this same person, their mother was just killed by police officers just recently in a car chase or whatever, and they managed somehow in a car chase to determine that she had did a traffic infraction or whatever it's called, right? Somehow, I don't, I don't know about how that works or whatever, but they killed the old lady who was a patriarch of the community and his mother. So this is his experience in, his, in the world that he lives in and the experience for a lot of us, right? It would be a heinous, wicked deed to debate whether his grief is real. I, I think everybody would agree. That's something like when the Bible tells us, it says, just weep with those who weep. Weep with those who weep. It doesn't say debate them. It says weep with them. It says mourn with them. It says to actually love your neighbor as yourself, to take a moment and put yourself in their place. So I tell you at home, because if you've been in the debates and talks and trying to figure it out, we actually end up becoming very unloving and unhuman in the middle of the process, right? It's like when you get in an argument with, 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 with your, your, your wife or something, whatever, right? And, they, and you start going back and forth, and now you're just playing dirty. You're not even loving each other anymore. You're not even trying to hear each other. You're just trying to be right. But we forget about what's being broken in the process, right? What's being broken in the process. And the scripture says, love your neighbor as yourself. So I think about Breonna Taylor, and one of the things I think about, if, if imagine that's somebody you love dearly. Imagine it's your wife. Imagine it's your best friend. Imagine it's one of your kids that was inside of that apartment just away for the night or something like that. And then this is the narrative you have to deal with. Right? Put somebody you love in that place so you can really taste what it actually feels like. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to incite you to rage. I'm trying to ask you to grieve. Right? To actually find this commonality of going, that's horrendous. That's horrendous. Because we can just make this stuffy headlines or we can go, I can't imagine what their pain is is what their mother is going through what their children is are dealing with right so that's what the text is telling us when it says love your neighbor as yourself none of us would want to go through a tragedy and have someone be nonchalant about what happened to us right if we were gone and we're dead and we can't speak for ourselves we don't want people to be nonchalant about finding justice for us we don't want to be people to be nonchalant about like uh there goes another one and I'm not saying, I'm, I, I'm, I, think, I think we all do it. I think even trying to deal with tragedy, sometimes we go, I can't deal with it. And it's not our responsibility to carry every weight in the world. I'm just saying when it does land on our lap or when people roll up next to us and they are mourning and grieving deeply, how, what does the scripture tell us to do? How do we love them well in it, right? So it's this thing where we have to enter into others pain that's that scripture i quoted earlier while god is comforting us in our affliction it says that he comforts us in our affliction so we can comfort others in their affliction while we are being comforted that's a process that god who created the whole world knowing the sin that was going to ravage the world put in place for us to make sure that his love is happening to us and through us he saves his enemies so like our posture is not well you shouldn't have done this and that happened to you our posture is that we redeem what's broken and we always stand for justice like he says do justice love mercy right so that's the god we serve that's the god of the bible
And I know a lot of people who, who wave the Christian flag have got it twisted and they've got it backwards and they say all the cute scriptures, scriptures, but we don't find love in their heart. So I want to encourage you with that this morning. And so I'm about to jump off of this because what we're going to do as a church is going to be private for our church, but you can do it in your home. We're going to actually lament, right? Lament means to actually have passionate sorrow, to gr have grief. And when you look in the Bible or whatever, and you see them talking about, um, you see lamenting inside of Psalm 10, which might be um, uh, um, a, a scripture for you to look at this morning. But there's usually this thing where there's a complaint in the process, even a complaint towards God, right? We see David going, God, how long are you going to let the wicked walk around here and floss and be bosses on us or whatever and mistreat us and trample over us? Like, God, when are you going to bring your justice back? But when it goes when it goes through the, the process of being honesty, being honest in lamenting, it also does this thing where it also acknowledges the overarching power of God, his sovereignty. It, 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 re, it looks back at what God has done. The history on God, despite tragedy, because this isn't the first time the, the world has been on fire. Right. It's happened in America, but people have been living over in the most distraught, craziest situations forever while we've been comfortable. So this isn't brand new, even though it feels so tragic to us. And it is tragic, but it's been tragic, right? But like God has also been present in the middle of that. The word tells us when it gets dark outside, it's when his light starts to shine the best, right? And so for us, we as a church want to just come together and we want to lament. We want to remember how big God is. And we also want to be honest about the pain and grief that we feel in our hearts with the things that seem to land on us every day. We want to embrace each other and say, yo, I understand your pain. We want to just hear. We want to do this crazy thing. I don't know if you've ever heard about it, but it's this crazy thing that came out where you can shut the heck up and just listen. You you ever heard of that? We're going to try to do that. This It's crazy. I heard all about it, but we're going to try it this morning. So if you're in your home right now, try doing this. Try to like role play and feel some of the pain of maybe some of the people you've been debating. Why are they saying what they're saying? Right. What if they ex what if they experience? Right. What 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 is it like for Breonna Taylor's family right now, for the people that are close to her that experience this tragedy? What about people inside of communities around you that feel this in a real way on a day to day basis? Right. What is it like for them? Feel some of that. Taste some of that. And even if you're confused about it, lament that you're confused about it. Go before God and acknowledge how big he is and how small you actually are, because we aren't we don't have to know everything. But we know that God loves us and we know that he loves us because he sent Jesus and we know that he called us to love our neighbor as ourselves. So that's what we want to do today. So God bless you. It's the Ville Church. Pastor Jay, people, can y'all say what's up to them real quick? Pan and catch everybody. Say peace. What's up? What's up? <laughs> hey, I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> no.